Hi, hello, and welcome to the Aligned Sisters podcast. I'm Erica. I'm Alexis. And today we're going to be talking to Sam Garcia. Uh, Sam and I have known each other since, what, 2014? Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, we <laughs> met, so, <laughs> we so met through, I know it is, we met through Core Power Yoga uh, back in the day. And yeah, Sam, tell us about who you are and what you do. Yes. Well, um, I met Alexis when I was really obsessed with yoga, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, I'll tell you about myself. So I, I danced pretty much like all growing up. Um, I got much more serious in high school and I was really determined to get a dance agent after high school. So I did. Um, so I got an agent and then I started working like pretty soon after. So Um, I danced like maybe seven years professionally, which is really amazing because I didn't have another plan. So I was glad that worked out. Um, and then I lived in Vegas for two years when I was dancing. Uh, I was a showgirl for Bette Midler at (laughs) Caesars Palace, (laughs) Which feels you know that, honestly, Erica? that was in like I, I seriously, I'm like mind blown right. I didn't know that about you, Sam. <laughs> Erica. Ben no, Midler. really. What? <laughs> Nana Sanderson sisters. It's insane. Oh my I gosh! Yes. It does feel like an entirely different life. It was like maybe in 2008. Um, okay. So yeah, during that time when I lived there, I got really into yoga. Like I went to Bikram every day. Um, and then I also started working out. I was like, started running and doing more strength training. It was because I had a lot of free time. (coughs) Sorry, excuse me. But, um, also because I felt like pressure to maintain my body and look a certain way. Uh, so it's a little bit of both, but I was very addicted to Bikram, probably, in a way where I would go to punish myself. And I think that even though it was like, probably I didn't have the best intention when I was practicing, um, it did bring a lot of structure to my life. And, you know, I learned to be very disciplined um, and just like having that time for my body, putting that time aside, which I've always been really good at of like, no, I need this time to like move my body and work out every day. Um, So I think after that, I was really inspired. And and then when I moved to LA from Vegas, I kind of like transitioned going to core power, which was still the hot yoga, but just not as aggressive, I would say. And uh, yeah. (laughs) Um, And I was just like, really, I just knew that it had, you know, changed my life. And I wanted to get that back. And of course, you know, I have been teaching dance classes since I was like 14 at the studio that I was dancing at. So I had been teaching and I love teaching. I love being with people. And I knew that that was always something that I would do. So of course it was like a natural transition into yoga. Um, so from there, yeah, I did my yoga training. I was dancing in LA still, I was working at restaurants to like make money and then yes. as um, one yeah, does. As as we do. <laughs> yeah. How many side gigs do you have? <laughs> I yeah. I was like, I had so many jobs. I think and then I got um certified to teach bar. So then I was teaching bar. I was doing yoga. I was at restaurants and then, you know, running the door for clubs and I was just like all over the place. Uh And I finally was able to get out of the restaurants and then just was doing fitness more full time, which is still part time, as we know. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, You're teaching 20 classes a week, but it's still considered part time. It's still considered part time. And you're still making money as if you were working part time. Totally. Yes. (laughs) Great income. (laughs) And you're exhausted, like yes, so drained. <laughs> um, that was a really that was a fun time. So I did that. I taught a bar, and then I once I kind of stopped dancing professionally, uh, I wanted to continue in fitness because I thought that that was a good 
a good career, but I'll, you know, get talk about that later. Anyways, so I started teaching at Tracy Anderson, which was amazing. And then I moved to New York. I taught at Model Fit. Um, when I was at Model Fit, I became certified in applied functional science. So I was learning more of like the functional movement, which I know that you do, Alexis. I got my NASM certification. I did my IIN nutrition program, which I actually realized after that I don't actually like talking about food. I like talking about the mind and its relationship to food. So I was kind of like, I don't think this is really for me, but it was an experience. And I'm glad that I went through it because I learned a lot about myself. Um, so now, yeah, I'm still teaching. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was a yeah. lot. I, so, so I worked at every studio. <laughs> you really did. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, so now I kind of have like my own thing. I do virtual training and then I'm going to start teaching classes on Zoom again, like my dance tone class, uh, which is just kind of like basically combines everything that I've learned throughout the years. I've taken a little bit from every studio, from every style, and kind of made it into one class. So that's where I'm at now. And I'm pretty happy. I Oh, I worked at Equinox as well. Oh, <laughs> but, yes. uh, Can't forget about that. I'm, yeah, of course. Can't forget about that. That was actually a really amazing experience because I was in New York working there and... I mean, you just get to be like in every borough and you meet so many different kinds of people and, you know, New Yorkers are so honest. So if they like you, you know that. And then if they don't like you, you also know. So I was like, really had to build some like thicker skin when I was working, uh, working there. And it was a really good experience. I learned a lot. Um, and that was great, but I you know I'm for a love now, so. <laughs> who knows what aren't, aren't we all <laughs> yes yeah so here we are oh man yeah you really have gone through the gamut of different workouts different workout places um yeah I think oh. it's interesting that and also you had like such a cool experience of being like bi-coastal like you've seen the LA scene of fitness but you've also seen the east coast scene of fitness and yeah. How yeah. do you... Oh my gosh, yes. There's such yeah. a contrast, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I did teach at Equinox in LA too. And it just like, it was such a different energy, but I feel like LA people, first of all, people have more time to work out. Yeah. So, you know, like they do these like really uh, indulgent workouts that are like two hours um, and I think it, it like at Tracy Anderson, <laughs> yeah, it's like, and like or they like have to do the around. cardio club. Yeah. Yes. Or they're running around to different studios, which I had that, you know, moment in my life where I would go from a Barry's class to a Y7 class. I also worked at Y7 and, um, <laughs> and then I would go on a run later. <laughs> my list is great. And so I think I, I know that life of like, I have to do three workouts in a day. Um, I also know people that have done that and they were like, oh my God, I, my credit card is insane. Like these workouts, going to a workout studio and, and spending money on classes is a luxury. You know, it's mm-hmm. not cheap and it's time and money. And I think people, I don't know. I don't know if they like really understand how amazing it is yet they're just kind of like going to go through the motions like I have to do this because I don't know I don't know if they're like really connecting to the reason why they're moving and I think in LA it's like a lot of it's like oh I have to do this I have to look this way I need to spend all this time on my body and then I kind of saw in New York like people are just like getting it in when they can you know they come to class to like a 7 a.m yoga and they're like I have to leave 10 minutes early it's like oh it's fine you know like because they have to go to work and I'm like I know that was probably like the only hour of the day that they had to move so I think just the way that people are approaching it is different you know Mm -hmm. yeah and 
kind of back um, to what you were saying about like jumping around to fitness. Like I know you and I were kind of similar in that way of like, I know I got stuck in the realm of like, yes, I'm going to wake up and take 7 a.m. at Barry's and then I'm going to jump over to Core Power and take a hot power fusion class. And then I'm going to go for a hike at Fryman and then I'm going to go teach a class and then I'm going to go take another class to end it off. And it was just kind of like this cycle of like keeping myself occupied and keeping myself busy. And I don't know about you, but for me, it was like, I felt like the pressure of like, if I was working out so much, I figured that was going to equate to like having like a good body or like uh, feel good about myself or like self-confidence, um, which really it was the opposite. Um, so how has this like fitness journey for you, like what kind of struggles have you kind of seen yourself go through within this? Um, well, a lot, I guess when I got into fitness, I was coming from the dance environment which, you know, I was pretty much like, <laughs> that's a lost cause. No, uh, <laughs> I was scared from the beginning. The dance environment, it's like you're in a mirror all day. You're around, you know, majority of in the class that I was in all the time was girls. And then, you know, you once a year, you have to put on these tiny costumes and overanalyze your body. Um, and then on top of that, you're competing. So there's just so much comparing going on. I think com- comparing yourself to other people was like, (laughs) it's such an evil thing that can just, um, really steal joy from you because you're constantly in your head trying to like level up and, and you're looking at other people to satisfy or to, you know, feel like you're fulfilled or that you have worth, you know? And I think that having looking out rather than looking in. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So by the time I got to fitness, it felt very much the same as dance, at least at the time. You know, I think now there's so much more acceptance around um, embracing all different bodies, uh, shapes and sizes. And I'm really glad that there has been a shift in the culture and that, you know, we're making progress and people are really open to that. And um but at the time, it, I felt so much pressure. And uh, I think that going into it, I was already damaged. <laughs> I was like, you know, really from the time I was 16 to 25, I was on this like terrible cycle of binging, purging, depriving, uh, over-exercising, and then repeat. And it was just constant. And I, I was like, never, I was not able to break away from that. And I think I saw that when I was like in fitness, at least in the time that I was in it, it it did not help. Like when I started going to therapy at 25, I had to, I had to quit one of my jobs because I was like, I'm trying to move forward in this way and not show up to the studio and be like, I have to work out for three hours because I ate pizza last night, which is what the women would say when they came in, you know, it was like, everyone felt such guilt and shame Mm -hmm. over you know, anything that they ate or that, Oh my gosh, I drank, I have to do this today. And then I'm not eating. And, you know, it's like a whole thing. And being in that environment is so toxic. And I'm like, I can't continue down this path. Like I really needed to heal because I could barely go out to eat with my husband and not like have a meltdown, you know? Totally. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel the same way. It was like this vicious cycle and it was never like you're moving your body to feel good. It's like, you're moving your body because of an action that happened last night and it's, yeah. and it like never ended. It was just kind of like, and if it wasn't the action that you took last night, it was just like how you were looking at yourself in the mirror while you're working out or just hearing other people's shame stories like, Oh shit. Or someone else is like, Oh, I are, I've already done two hours today. And it's like, Oh shit, where am I at? Like I need yeah. to get on top of that and like do more. I feel like there is such a fallacy in thinking that, yeah, fitness is so good for your mental health, which it can be. But I think for certain people who are programmed and have had this programming of like a shame, guilt and being self-conscious, it's like it can be really damaging. And I think being in the fitness industry, you definitely have clients like that or you've experienced that yourself. And it's hard. It's hard to move out of that. So did therapy for you then help you move through some of that? Was that kind of the catalyst? 
Yeah, it did. I think um, it was funny because when I was kind of thinking about this, what we were going to talk about, and yeah. I was like, oh my God, I've literally worked at so many studios. Why did I? I was kind of questioning, like, why was that a thing, like, besides getting bored um, <laughs> and moving across country? But I think I kept, like, thinking it was going to be different. You know, like, I would go to yeah. different studios and be like, maybe here it's going to feel different. And, like, to be honest, it, it really never did. Even even teaching yoga, like yoga studios used to feel like the safest space for me, like when I first moved to LA. And then once I started working there, it was like <laughs> the most toxic place. It like, yeah, that um, first that bubble. <laughs> yes, it did. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's not what I thought it was. Yeah, uh, that's the one thing I'd love to tell people. I'm like, yoga studios, <laughs> you think it'd be all zen, but there's a lots of drama up in there and we've all experienced yes. it. And it's definitely interesting. There's a lot of ego, a lot of ego yes. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think, but yeah, uh, to answer your question, I think that I, when I was going through therapy, I kind of kept like, I was trying to figure something else out. You know, like I, I was like, I just don't think I can keep doing this. And in therapy was when I kind of decided to like go back to school and finish my degree in psychology and uh, sort of carve my own path. So I had my own brand and could uh, create my own content and then cater to the people that are like minded, you know, that I could find like my tribe and not like here for the masses I know that I'm here more for the moments and the relationships um I cultivate with my clients so therapy helped a lot but it kind of helped me like I don't think I could have done both like I couldn't have continued and then and then tried to really be this like fitness I don't know star whatever (laughs) and and then social media doesn't help you know oh no um so it was like yeah so I think I had like bigger plans with for my own brand and then realized quickly that you have to be on your Instagram game like a hundred percent and that's just not me and I also don't think Instagram ages well like I'm always thinking longevity like, do I want to be doing this in 10 years? No. <laughs> like, maybe we'll still teach a little bit. Well, I'm not going to be on Instagram, you know, like promoting my classes. Um, that's already hard enough now. So I really wanted to invest in something that was going to, um, you know, like last longer. And I could use the, my knowledge, which is why I wanted to study psychology, because I think I've been through so much and I think movement is so powerful in connecting to your body and the mind and how, you know, everything works together. I'm always fascinated by it. Um, so yeah, I kind of actually, you know, turned a corner. I needed to figure it out and not like be uh, all in on fitness because it will, it just always, I always was just disappointed. You know, it always left me like, I, no matter how hard I try and still, you know, like I, I was in therapy for five years. I did group therapy. I, I really worked hard. Um, and then, you know, now I'll go back. I'll call her up when I need to, but, uh, it doesn't ever, it's not like I'm just, Oh, I'm magically. Okay. Now I never have bad thoughts about my body or I never freak out when I feel too full. Like, no, that I have those thoughts every day. And I'm, I don't know if you guys relate, but like, it is literally still, I have the tools now to get through it and to move mm-hmm. past all those uncomfortable spaces, but, um, it's still an ongoing thing. So I have to be really careful, you know, with like yeah. my intention around working out and what kind of people I'm around when it comes to fitness mm-hmm. and all of that. Um, but I think the people I attract, I think they know like kind of where I stand and all of it. Like I'm not like my image is not wearing, you know, little clothing. I feel most comfortable in a sweatshirt, honestly, working out. And like, I'll never say, you know, in so often teachers that are like bikini body and, you know, 
work it off. So work off whatever you ate last night, like that, which I think that is actually dying out. I think people like mm-hmm. are really more careful about the language that they are using in classes, but that's just not, I just can't do that. And that type of style or brand is just like not me. So I'm just kind of trying to stick to what is most healthy for me mentally, you know, because I know myself pretty well by now. So yeah. Do you have like any daily practices or rituals and stuff that kind of help keep you aligned to a path where you have better mental health? Um, I wish I had more of like a routine. I would okay. say I do the same. I think I do like the same five things every day, but yeah. like every day it's in different order, you know, like yeah. I'm just kind of yeah. like all over the place. Um, but every day I'll go on a walk outside. Like I have to get outside, especially now. Sometimes I'll go on two walks and, um, I'll like put on a podcast or like listen to a Bible study or sometimes just walk in without anything just so I can like think and then I'll do some form of movement every day I've been it's still hard for me to take days off Mm -hmm. I'm sure you understand yeah it's hard for me um but even if I know oh I can't really fit it in or like I you know I, I need a lot of resistance that day or I'm like really tired I'll just do something that my body wants, you know, it's like, Oh, maybe today I need yoga or today I need weights because I'm like a little bit depressed (laughs) or like a more intuitive way of like figuring out what your body wants versus like forcing it into like this box that it doesn't want to fit into. Exactly. And I have to do that. I think every day where it's just like, what do I feel like today? Mm -hmm. And it kind of keeps it, um, exciting. So I'm not in like the same plan every day and same with food, even though I tend to eat the same things because I know what makes me feel good. I'm still not so like, uh, rigid about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, usually like the walks and the movement, uh, and then I actually really love an infrared sauna. Ooh, do you have one? No, but I just found out under my building, there's like, it's a float spa. This is so strange. I know. Sacramento has. I I love a float situation. Yeah. No, those are really good. (laughs) The deprivation chambers. Yeah. They're, they can be kind of, um, claustrophobic if you are, um, but it's, it's, it's really cool. Cause you're just, you're floating in this salt water and you can make it pitch black and it's just taking away all those senses. So we don't feel as overstimulated and kind of rebalances. Oh, I love that. But if, if you're, but I also had like an anxiety attack one time because I was too much <laughs> in my head. Oh it's my super God. zen till it's not. It could go one of two ways. But I highly <laughs> recommend. <laughs> 10 out of 10 recommend. <laughs> Put your seal on it. <laughs> Sorry. So you were saying, <laughs> no, I was saying, uh, yes, maybe I think maybe I'll try it and like leave the door open. Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. I like, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Ease into it. <laughs> Ease Options. into the float spa. Uh, but the, the float, the float spa has like an infrared sauna. So nice. <laughs> I'm excited to try, but I don't know. It's that like the heat has always been really comforting to me and Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like moved away from hot yoga over the past few years, but I still love heat just sitting. And so I'll do that and then I'll do breath work and kind of like meditate when I'm in there. I wish I had more of a meditation practice, but I think that will come. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I, think that's real- <laughs> I think that's realistic though. I think sometimes people like list off this like crazy extensive like morning ritual and it's like yeah how actually like maintainable is this for <laughs> you like I get like quarantine is like maybe you have more time but yeah if you have like all these things and then it becomes like one of those things where you create guilt around not getting to everything too it's like yeah. pick yes. like the three top things that work for you and then maintain that and like what you said like it's not in any specific order it's just like I'll get to it when I get to it and it makes me feel happier and more aligned. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And then you're not setting yourself up to feel like a failure, you know, if mm-hmm. you like miss out on something. Especially um, if you come from that background of having that restrictive and like shame, guilt, I didn't get to that. I'm the worst or, you know, I did get to that gold mm-hmm. star for me. And it's like, leave that behind, yeah. just be intuitive. Like you said. Totally. So yeah. Yeah. I, I like, yeah, I love that too. Like even like what you're saying about like eating and moving, it's just like, I think I know for the past, for me, I'll have like a specific idea of something that I have to do every single day, whether it was like, I need to do like a HIIT workout class and a yoga class. I need to eat this meal at this time, this meal at this time. And it's like, if I strayed off of that anyway, then it was like that guilt spiral started to like pull up again. So I think coming back to being more intuitive about everything in your life, just being like, Hey, how am I feeling today? Hey, maybe I need to eat more food today. Hey, maybe I need to move more today. Hey, maybe I need to just like sit on the couch. Like, yeah. Yeah, I know. And I think it can be a really slippery slope, but I think too, as you get older, you realize like there are other people, like my agenda is affecting other people. Like I can't be so rigid because like I have to be available for the other people in my life to like Mm -hmm. jump at something or help them. Or like, if I'm so stuck to like my plan, you kind of miss out on moments or opportunities where you're connecting with people. Totally. Like what you were saying. Yeah. Like what you're saying with like your husband, like where you're like, I didn't want to go out to eat because it was like, I didn't want to like eat out because it felt like off like the path. It's like, you're missing out on those like connections, those opportunities to like be in the moment and enjoy that other person's company. Totally. And I feel like I, I spent so many years, like just so focused on my body and what I looked like, um, that I, I feel like I really did miss out on a lot. You know, it's like, I went to so many lunches and like ordered, coffee. I'm like, I've had to apologize to friends later on, you know, it's like, I'm so sorry. Or just like, just not, I think you just kind of get in this lane and you just can't see outside of it. You know, you're just like hyper-focused on whatever it is that you feel like I need to do this amount of classes. I need to look this way. I need to get to this number on the scale. And then you kind of lose the rest of your life, you know? So Yeah, I think now just like being more intuitive, especially being home in quarantine, I think people can get really hard on themselves for not doing enough. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm like that too. I am like, I must list like, you know, 20 things that I did today (laughs) to feel good enough about myself. (laughs) Yes. Have a running to do. Human nature. (laughs) Human nature, yeah. But I think with the workouts, like I I really did learn that depending on where you are in your cycle, you know, depending on what your, uh, how you're sleeping or what, if it's, you know, the summer or the winter, like what kind of working, what type of workouts are you doing? I think you have to like factor in all of those things. And then you're actually working out because you want to feel good and you're approaching it from that place of, Oh, I'm, I'm really doing this to take care of my body and to nurture myself as opposed to punishing myself for doing it. Cause like, I hate myself, you know? Yeah, totally. Different and I think your body sure. reacts yeah. better when you're working with it versus working against it. Yeah. Exactly. I think that's part of it. It's like, you're again, forcing yourself to do things that naturally your body's telling you I'm tired or like, I don't want to go like lift up those heavy weights today. I need to like stretch. And then you end up like over exhausting yourself or getting injured or what have you. And it's, yeah. 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 We talked about it last episode, but I think, yeah, there's so much energetic intention around like food and yeah, even fitness too. And it's like really you claiming that that banana is an evil thing because it's too many carbs. It's like, well, now it is. And (laughs) when you lose that, it's just a freaking banana. Like who cares? Like it's not going to make you gain 10 pounds. There's no need to have so much fear and shame around consuming or doing certain things. Right. Is there like advice you could tell somebody that's going through this or something you kind of wish you could go back and tell yourself? Yeah, I think there's a couple things. I think for one, like compassion was having compassion on myself was really important. 
And then also on others, because I think I was so hard on myself and then I would be so hard on other people in my mind. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like such a bitch, but like, no wonder I'm that way to myself, you know, (laughs) I was constantly like ripping myself apart. Um, So I think having that compassion and also I was thinking about this too, like, um, of course my body is going to look different right now. I'm, I'm working out like way less than I ever have. And I'm aging (laughs) by the second. (laughs) So it's like, (laughs) but it's like just having compassion, not but having compassion for yourself during those times where it's like, oh, it's okay if like maybe my clothes are a little bit tight right now, but I was just going through this. This came up in my life. And, you know, I maybe was just doing this or that. I don't know, whatever it is. Um, Or maybe this is actually where my natural body weight is. If I'm not like forcing myself to be a certain size, like that's okay too. I learned that like I, unless I, you know, really, really cut back on calories, like I'm just going to land at this size. And like, that's just how it is. And that's great. And then learn to really love yourself and accept yourself um, wherever you are, you know? So I think that is a big thing. There's actually a book called Self-Compassion by Kristen Neff. And I read it when I was going through therapy and it really, um, like, I don't want to say changed my life. It did change my life though, yeah. because I, I missed that piece. And it's such an important piece if you are, um, you know, trying to get out of these spirals or these really harmful habits. Mm-hmm. So that, um, and then I think another thing, for people and the media doesn't help with this is that your body is going to look different than whatever you're seeing in, you know, on self or like whatever these like workout, uh, on magazines are influencers. Oh my gosh. influencers! (laughs) It's like, okay, you can do their ab workout or, whatever, but it's you, your abs are still going to look, they're still going to be cut different or like your Mm -hmm. arms are still going to have a different shape because every body looks different. It doesn't matter. You know, I hate those things are like, Oh, do Jennifer Lopez's, you know, ab routine to get a six pack. It's like, that is, that's a lie. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like it might not happen for people. (laughs) It's just like, I think fitness has become so general, but it's actually really personal and should be more on like an individual level. And I think people forget that. And they're like, why can't I look like this person? I'm doing all this. Why is this not happening? And it's like, well, this is your body, you know, and it's always going to be this way. Like you, unless you have, you know, some... (laughs) surgery or whatever I yes, know, yeah. injections or something a, a into it yeah. yes <laughs> so I just think it's so important to remember so that you're not chasing an illusion of what you think you should look like and instead of you know wishing for something else and rejecting your own body like you're saying Alexis like if you're not working with your body in that way then you're not going to be happy and, and stuff that you probably won't get those abs anyways, you know? So I think, um, learning to embrace yourself and then adapting to what works for you. And it's not, it's hard, you know, it's like experimenting with different workouts, experimenting with different foods and all of that is hard. It's not like this, you know, easy thing. I think influencers make it look really easy. Like just show up and do this workout. It's hard to get there you know, and it's even hard to work out every day. So if you are doing that, anyone like that's amazing, just showing up alone. Um, but yeah, cause I think too, a lot of people forget that like these celebrities and are having people come to their houses and like training them, like they don't have to really think, you know, there's a level of fitness where, uh, that's just happening for people. And it's super easy, but it's like when you're your only cheerleader and you have to yeah. like motivate yourself, like that's super tough. And I think people can get really hard on themselves. So I would just say to have more of a realistic outlook on that. And, um, like 
look past everything, like all that, you know, the influencers and all that stuff, like, okay, what's really going on here? Yeah. I think that's like a big trend that I think we're seeing people move away from more and more and something I'm glad is that like Brady Melville vibe of like one size fits all because diet, that's not going to be the same workouts. That's not going to be the same. Even what you do for your own mental health and, you know, your own wellness, spiritual practices, that's going to look different. Like everyone is different and just kind of realizing that and accepting that and kind of figuring out what works best for you and your body. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the trend too of you moving in a way that makes you actually happy versus you just following the trend because yeah, Jennifer Lopez does these ab exercises. So like I should be doing these ab exercises. I think it's more coming back to that intuitive stance on how do I want to move today? And like, what is my movement going to be like? And I think during quarantine, that's made us all kind of look at ourselves and ask that question. Like, how, how do I want to move? Like, what can I do? Um, What is, what are some of your like tips or what would you say to someone that (laughs) is going through a tough time in quarantine to like move their body or work out or just feel better? Um, I would say, I think if you're going to, if you're having a hard time, like motivated to work out, like you should find a trainer to work out with, even if it's on zoom, because Mm -hmm. just having that accountability is super helpful or get like a buddy system. You know, if you have a friend that can like hop on to the same live class as you, and then you're held accountable to show up because you know, someone is meeting you there. Like we used to meet at yoga all the time. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And I had like, yeah, a very intense schedule. I'll see you at Tracy Anderson at 7 a.m. Okay. (laughs) And then we'll drive to Core Power and then we'll do our class there and then we'll finish with the Hyatt Fryman. Perfect. And then we'll go get Starbucks after. (laughs) And we won't eat till dinner. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Is this only funny to me and you? I don't know. (laughs) No, I think people, I think, I think people get it. It's like, that was a really early 20s space, but um, yeah. (laughs) yeah I think a buddy system is really helpful if you're just having a hard time or starting small and not starting with like oh my god I must finish this one hour workout do a 20 minute workout I do that all the time I put on music and I'll dance around my room for 20 minutes like if I I just need some sort of release you know or like do like my dance film class or um or even starting by like walking outside and then maybe start jogging and and so you know, find a, you can progress through it. It doesn't have to be a big thing right away. Um, like make it digestible. Yeah. Yeah. And actually find something that you're going to do. You know, I think sometimes people are like, I'm going to do this. I'm like, but do you really even like that? Like, do you really like that type of movement? If you don't like it, then you're not going to want to do it. Yeah. (laughs) totally. You're, yeah. You're not going to stick to that routine and yeah. you're going to be miserable doing it. Yeah. So if you like yoga, find a yoga teacher and like do their classes or whatever. Um, so I just think being more mindful about all of that. And what was your other question? Uh, I guess it? like, yeah, I guess like what kind of trends are you seeing like happen because of COVID? Like, obviously we have a lot more online formats, but what, where do you see like the trends continuing to go um, with like fitness. Hmm. I'm not sure. I, I wonder like, well, I do think like the boutique fitness bubble has officially burst, which I'm happy about because yeah. that was getting out of control. But I think that I, I hope that people are going to see that uh, they don't need a lot to get an efficient workout. Like I, I love hopping on, um, army's platform and doing their workouts. Cause I, I do feel like I want to do like heavier weights and strength training, like a couple times a week and you just need dumbbells. <laughs> like you don't need anything else and you have an amazing workout or like when I teach dance down, it's like, you just need like small hand weights. And by the end of class, you're dripping sweat and feel so good you just need a really good playlist, you know? So (laughs) I think, and even with yoga, it's like, 
it's so accessible. We actually have access to some of the most amazing teachers now. Like my teacher that I was taking from in New York, I, his name is David Regalin, and he um, he started like filming videos and putting them on Vimeo because of quarantine. I'm like, great, now I can still take his class. So I think totally. people need to like take advantage of that and know that they don't have to pay like $40 to go to a fitness class. And if you need the heat, like you could, you know, put, put the heat on in your room or something like there are so many ways to create the space that you might get in a studio. Um, mm-hmm. you just have to be, you know, you have to be willing to experiment, but I'm, yeah, I'm hoping that it's just going to get more simple that we're going to come yeah. back to dance and, and, you know, free weights, um, and running outside and not needing all of these like fancy, I don't know, things. Yeah. Like accessible <laughs> fitness is like where we're going. So it's like more people can access so. it. It's not, yeah. $40 for yeah Tracy Anderson's class working yeah. next to Gwen, like you're can do it at home. You can do 15 minutes. It's not a big deal. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And I even love a lot they're... of those studios. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, no, say like even studios that are so expensive to go physically, it's cheaper online, you know? So it's like, yeah, if you yeah. do like taking those classes, if you do love a Tracy Anderson, like you can do her streaming and not, it's like, much more affordable yeah. than yeah. a single class. Totally. Yeah. And I think like we talk about this and it's, it's definitely like a privilege. Like we're definitely privileged to be able to go and take all these classes back in the day. Um, and so I think now, especially since like Instagram is kind of blown up with more individual instructors putting their content out, I think it gives more opportunity for people to move their body and have access to that and not feel like I can't afford to do that. I think there's a lot yeah. more free options for people. Um, so it doesn't feel like such this disadvantage, like, well, like I'm just struggling to get by. I can't afford like $20 a week to take a class. So I think yeah. to me, that's a really great trend that's happening, just allowing so. um, more opportunity for everyone. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely like feels more inclusive now, right? Mm-hmm. Like the space yes. online, it's like fitness for everyone. Yeah. You don't have yeah. to, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't have to make a certain amount. You don't have to look a certain way. Yeah. It's just like yeah. you showing up for you. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. And I think there's some like level of comfort to just like being in your own space. And you can get a little bit more like, I don't know. It's tough to be in studio sometimes, again, comparing yourself to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, working out at home, you're really just like, this is about me <laughs> and how yeah. I feel, you know? Yeah. Maybe I'm going to stop halfway through and I'm done. Yeah. I'm going to go, <laughs> I'm gonna go get, get, a, <laughs> yeah, get a snack. Yeah. <laughs> Which usually happens. So. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, just one more question before you go. I want to kind of know what your 2021 intentions are or what intention you have for the new year coming up. Oh my gosh. I haven't actually thought about that. Yeah. Sorry. Johnny um, on the spot. <laughs> you know, wow. <laughs> so uh, I, I think I would like to just be better with, um, my time. And yeah, I think like what we were talking about earlier, it's like, I feel like I can just be a little bit all over the place. And, uh, also I feel like I've always like missed out on so many things because I spent so much time of my life, like working out. Um, so I think I just want to be able to have a little bit more, structure and and use my time wisely and not be on Instagram as much to be honest, because I think that space is just, it's not good for your mental health. Um, so that is actually one of my intentions is to like kind of get off of that and connect with people through movement again, teach a little bit more. Um, and yeah. And then just, you know, I think through quarantine, I've my priorities has shifted a little bit. I don't know about you guys. I'm sure 
yeah. a lot of people yeah. have felt that mm-hmm. where it's like things I maybe cared about before I, I don't really care about as much anymore. And I think, you know, spending time with family and, and close friends is really top of my list and making sure that I'm available for them. So that's something that I intend to like continue to do. And um, yeah. And make sure that they know that too. You know, I think a lot of people like you, you might feel that way, but they don't know that you feel that way. Yeah. You're not actually expressing it to them. Yeah. Yeah. Whether you're saying it or texting it or yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's, that's kind of my intention for next year and and just creating more of like a simple, a simple life, I think more grounding and less about the, all the things. Yeah. (laughs) More about my family. Yeah. 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 I love that. Well, where can people find you if they want to take your class or connect? So I have an Instagram. (laughs) A little thing called Instagram. It's pretty new. You're super cutting edge. Oh my gosh. Uh, It's (laughs) underscore Sam Garcia. (laughs) No, I don't think, do we even like talk a lot about social media? The thing, my thing with like Instagram is that it's so tough actually now, I think because so many influencers are teaching and they're not actually like, they don't have any experience. Yeah, yeah, I literally (laughs) noticed this the other day. I was like, Oh, I wonder what, where she trained. I'm like, not finding anything, not finding. I'm like, I just think one day you woke up and you're like, I will just do this. Which is commendable, but also, yeah, I don't know. It's like, I have abs. I should be teaching. That's literally what it is. It's like, oh, I have a good body. Like, maybe I should just be teaching. (laughs) It's like, who gave you the rights? Totally. Like, let me just grab a band and put on my matching workout set and like from gym show you guys all about that set all about that set but it's so sad because it kind of like devalues the teachers that have actually put so much time into training and actually know like the science behind it so that's yeah. pretty tough but um well you have a I lot of trainings down. behind you so. <laughs> yes. we will you, back you she's legit yes. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then I have a website it's uh shaped by sam.com and then if you go to the website you can then access my Vimeo which has just you know a million videos of arm workouts and <laughs> butt workouts and abs. I think maybe Alexis is in one of them, but. Um, oh, really? Oh, I didn't even know that. <laughs> so yeah, I just like film, uh, like I kind of keep those ones shorter. Like I'll do like 10 to 40 minute workouts. Um, and you know, like my mom just like really wanted workouts. So like I kind of started it for her and like close friends. And it is, again, it's like just people that know me and they like hop on. Uh, and then I'll be teaching on Zoom. Also, I'm starting next. Oh no, I'm starting this week. My first class back on Zoom. Very excited. And then I'll continue in January as well. So I'll be posting that on my Instagram or if you go to my Instagram, just like slide into the dms and i'll give you yeah <laughs> nice yeah sam is great she she knows how to make you burn and work and it's fun so definitely check her out yeah thank you so, so much you. for taking the time sam first podcast oh gosh, amazing this oh my fun. gosh thank yeah. you guys i feel so honored um but what are you guys doing to work out i wanted to ask you like what is your like workout Oh, my workout. Crickets. (laughs) (laughs) Erica's like, I'm going to sign off now. (laughs) Okay, bye. Yeah. (laughs) So fun. This is Rickers, ladies. (laughs) Um, I've been consistently walking. That is really my, yes. Uh, The very beginning of COVID, it was probably started a little neurotic where I was like trying to hit like over 20,000 steps a day. Um, where now it's just like, yeah, uh, now it's more of just let me like get a morning walk in. Let me try to walk, uh, one, like another time in like the afternoon or evening. Uh, for me, it's been more about like getting outside and getting Mm -hmm. sunlight and moving. Um, 
I've been trying to do some Zoom classes and live classes, but like we said, some days I'm just like not feeling it or I just get distracted. And I tend to do better if I'm just moving my own body. And yeah, yeah. So luckily, like obviously we're all instructors, so we know how to move. So I think that's kind of been a blessing. It's just like, okay, I'm just going to go on my mat for 30 minutes and do some random things. And maybe I'll pick up a weight. Maybe I'll lay on my back and do a Shavasana. So yeah. yeah, it's, it's <laughs> like really the 30 minutes, second <laughs> half of my class. <laughs> Meditation. Yeah. So I've definitely been trying to be better about not being so hard on myself for like doing a workout class every single yeah. day. Um, yeah. My goal lately has just been doing like, hey, let's do one workout class a week. That's kind of been like, yeah. let's try to do something different too. Like, uh, let's try this person. So I don't know. It seems to be working. I think that's so good though, too, because it's like trying different things throughout this time. Cause like the days it's so like groundhog day right now. And then Mm -hmm. if you like change up your workout, it's like, wow, this is really spicing up my life right now. Yes. (laughs) The thrill of the day. (laughs) Yeah. I think I've been like Alexis walking a lot, especially in the summertime. I feel like I was like outside a lot. We were like, surfing and swimming and doing more like activities which was really fun and then lately as of the time we're recording this the gym bias is still open so my boyfriend and I've been going to the gym and actually we've been enjoying like working out together um and I think what you're kind of saying about yeah it's nice it's a nice activity we can do and I think it just kind of holds both of us like accountable and I think that's something I definitely definitely need and it's been difficult to hold myself accountable but not be too harsh on myself throughout COVID because routines have changed and accepting that has been a little difficult. So yeah, that's, that's the movement this gal's doing. That's great. Well, thanks for sharing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for coming on. This is so much fun. I can't wait to actually get off this call and talk about Bette Midler because I need to know. Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) Yes. We'll hop on a FaceTime and chat about it. (laughs) Yes. I need to know more. All right. Thanks, Sam. Um, All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye.